A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Please record this time. I'm Ollie <laughs> Davis and I'm joined from the studio apartment, Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing well. I th- I've I've had way too much cookie before starting this podcast record. Do you think the cookie is going to affect your ability to record uh, and save your audio so that uh, the good podswafters don't have to listen to me scramble to explain why it's only me? Potentially. I did uh, empty a lot of my the crummage. The crummage went all into the files. Uh, I think that's what happened on Tuesday too. A lot of crummage getting up in the digital sphere, clogging yes. up the internet. So, uh, I mean, a bit sort of, maybe we'll save this for the outro. Let's just dive into the show, because that's what people want to hear. They don't want to hear us babble. They want to hear us talk about who we should think uh, should win the newly announced AEW TNT Championship. Here is the show. That's the sound effect. Every time you say TNT, I'm going to do an explosion sound effect. That sounds good. Here's the show. Let's talk about this announcement that was made on Monday in AEW's Road to Dynamite YouTube series. And they said, we're going to debut a new mid-card championship. It's going to be called the TNT (laughs) Championship based off the network they're on. You know, because usually this mid-card title will be called the TV title. Here it's called the name of the network. I think that's inspired. What a great way to babyface yourself to the people who pay the bills ultimately, as opposed to what WWE do, where they try and, you know, sign on the dotted line with Fox or Sky or whoever, and then actively try and piss them off for the next four years until the deal's up, 
and then they go they go on a year of baby facing. Such a carny trick. So I, I really like that idea. What I'm not so sure about is the timing. So this is a yes. it's an eight person tournament going to run over the next six weeks or so. The finals are going to conclude at May's Double or Nothing. I don't believe Double or Nothing will go ahead based on how everything else is going on in the world. So, so, is it a good idea to debut a title, a much-needed mid-card title in AEW, who have a fantastic mid-card roster, and this gives them something to fight over? Do you want to debut this title with no fans? It's weird as well that the TNT title that is named after the network will be won on a pay-per-view that's not airing on that network. You know, there's also that. But I think that in... I agree with you that it's not perhaps the smartest idea to be like, you know, launching a mid-card title at this point in time where there's so much uncertainty, particularly if you are sort of building towards this pay-per-view that may or may not happen, which, you know, takes place in May. However, to, in their defense, I would say, what I would, you don't want AEW to do now is cancel Double or Nothing. Like, you know, just say, we're canceling Double or Nothing, we're refunding all the tickets, only to then find out that everything's fine and you can do Double or Nothing now because then you've got to try and rebook everything and then people are going to buy their tickets all over again. So uh, they do have some sympathy for them to just sort of plow along as if Double or Nothing is going to take place. When it comes down to it, though, that it, they announce there's no way Double or Nothing can take place, that is when you have to address the situation and refund people and cancel the show. But for now, acting as though it is going to still take place, I do think it's the right move. Mm. I kind of think at the moment because... You, it may be fine. We don't know. It probably won't, like, but you know, we 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 just don't know at the moment. I don't know. I do, I can't sit here and criticize WWE for continuing to say that stuff is going to happen when uh, you know it either blatantly isn't, like with the Roman Reigns situation, or is highly doubtful given everything that's going on, uh, and then say AEW are cool to go ahead and promote double or nothing i i but, I, but might... I, yeah i i do understand it's that's this situation is far less severe but it is in the same ballpark uh and i do you've already done it with war games i i don't see the point of just saying we will crown the champion in the future and it's not so much that it's the double or nothing crowning that's the problem it's do you want to debut this mid-card title in a tournament when there's no one around to make it that special. I, I, I'm now leaning towards, yes, it was a good idea, just because it's going to give you something to hang the next six weeks of TV off of. Uh, and I loved last night's episode. I thought it was very, very good. Yeah, and I, you know, I, the difference I would say in between AEW acting like Double or Nothing is still taking place and WWE promoting Roman versus Goldberg is the WWE know for a fact that Goldberg versus Roman Reigns is not happening. They have already, you know, Roman Reigns himself has said, I'm not doing it. Triple H has said, I'm not doing it. They know for a fact it's not happening, but are still pretending like it is and are telling people to buy a pay-per-view to see a match that is never going to take place. Double or nothing might just happen in an empty arena, but, you know, it, it might do. But then, for all we know, next week, it would be the whole of the United States could go into lockdown and no one will be allowed to film any wrestling. And that is when you're in a situation where you're like, well, you're promoting a show for next week that you don't know you can do, unless, of course, they have already taped all of it. Like, so we, I mean, it's it's a, such a bizarre situation. But I do, I do very much agree with you on the sense that announcing it now does feel like a good, kind of a good thing to do because you're right; it does sort of fill up, but it's like six weeks of TV time. And 
maybe that's that's the right thing to do is just sort of like continue as uh, on as normal and try not to you know sort of really focus on the fact that these shows are dead weird yeah it worked with matt hardy and Brody lee and i do kind of respect aw for just pushing ahead with a lot of their big planned angles um in spite of everything i think that's you know that's a very nice commitment an admirable commitment to long-term booking and your plans uh but you know stuff like war games i think was quite obvious you should never have promoted agreed um, when it you know there was no way that could take place uh, but let's let's get back to the TNT tournament and who should become the inaugural champion because we now know the full brackets. We had the first half annou- announced on Dark, which was Cody versus Sean Spears and Dar. No, it Darby Sammy Guevara versus Sammy Guevara. Yes, they're on one side, and on the other side, announced at the start of Dynamite was. Uh, it's it's Gold Dust, Dustin Rhodes versus Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian. And then you've got Colt Cabana versus Lance Archer. Now, to uh, be hypercritical of this and to throw some scorn onto this tournament before it's even begun, I don't. I With the rankings, I cannot see how Lance Archer is in a tournament to win a title when he only had his debut match on this episode. Like if you, there are other people in AEW's ranking system that have got a better win loss record than he has in singles competition. Why has he been sort of, uh, you know, jumped into this competition? Conquer makes sense. He's got a two and zero record currently, so it makes sense for him to be part of this tournament. But Lance Archer, I don't think you could make the argument that it does make sense, other than the fact it's likely going to come down to Cody versus Lance. Yeah, you're right there. I didn't think of that. Uh, and all you needed is to say is for Jake to say in his promo, hey. You're probably wondering why Lance is in there. That's a condition of the signing bonus. You know, that the only reason Lance is here is because AEW agreed to put him in this match. And that's how we're going to get to you, Cody. We wanted to be in this match because we will see you in the final. Really easy fix. You're totally right. Um, but... what, we're gonna, I'm going to keep an ear out for that because I bet you Jake will cut that exact promo next week now because they definitely watch this show. And that was always the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Vanguard One actually projected the wrong Jake the Snake promo. <laughs> so yes. I I really, really like these brackets. Mm. I I know if you look at it, and my initial reaction was, well, it's gonna go to Cody versus Lance Archer. I think that's and I I would say that's the safest bet. However, You've also got in there a Cody versus Dustin Rhodes possibility for the finals, which would take place a year after their excellent five-star match at Double or Nothing. Yeah, agreed. And he can and then sort of delays the the Lance Archer match. You know, if, like if he gets himself DQ'd and gets thrown out of so he doesn't actually lose us. You know, he doesn't lose anything from that. And then yeah, one year on, you do Dusty versus Cody too. That'd be incredible. I didn't even think of that. I think Lance is going to take out Cody and Cody's going to take out Lance. I don't think either man will be in the final. Their match will be a blood feud match. So you think it could go through to Sean versus Darby in the semi-finals, which actually then you know does play off this episode because Sean pinned Darby uh, uh you know on this episode of Dynamite. Yeah, so the main event of this show was was a really really nice story, uh perfectly booked to sort of set up the tournament and that was the baby faces of the first half of the bracket Cody and Darby Allen taking on Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears 
And when Cody gets into the ring, Darby's already there. He's sitting in the corner, being all emo-like. And Cody goes to shake his hand, but Darby just, you know, doesn't want anything to do with him. But as soon as the bell rings, they... The synergy. Yeah. They, an unspoken tag team chemistry where they know where each other is. And it's like, yes, that's Darby's character. Yeah, I thought it was so, so... I thought it was a great match. Really right. This episode was bookended by two two by two great matches. And that storyline progressed uh, throughout the match, uh, which saw some really insane spots, like Darby doing a coffin drop off of this pillar. What was that uh, all about? Oh, I loved that. And uh, th- there was some terrific heel work as well, where... Uh, Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara kept betting on who could hold up Darby in a suplex the longest, actually throwing physical cash into the ring. I loved how disgusted Tony Schiavone was at this. He was aghast that these two men were betting during an actual wrestling match. His babyface reaction to that was absolutely... It was incredible. Yeah, loved it. And then at the end... Uh, but, you know, the, the heels were doing enough to beat themselves because they were just being so arrogant all the time. Uh, the aforementioned betting bit. Sammy tried to vlog with Brandy. Uh, but the the finish came when Sean Spears is going to use the chair. He's the chairman on Cody. Darby gets in. Could have won the match, but he didn't. He saved Cody. And that meant Sean could roll him up and get the win. Darby yeah. lost to a roll-up. Brilliant finish. An even better follow-up angle because Darby's like, he's just really pissed with himself. Because I guess in his character, he does not let people in. And he lets someone in, Cody, to help him. And that directly led to him picking up a defeat. And out of frustration, not even with Cody, I think that's frustration with himself. He just hit Cody as Cody tried to raise his hand at the end. Brilliant. I thought it was an excellent match. Really, really fantastically done. Uh, The finish was so, so good. And I loved the post-match as well. And it really actually got me excited for those next week uh, tournament brackets. I actually just seen someone in the chat. I I can't quite remember who it was that said it. I do apologize. But uh, they said that the finals could end up being, you know, if, if AEW go down the route that they have done previously, which is not going with what you expect, you know, taking the young bucks out of the tournament early doors and having finals between the two teams you didn't expect the finals to be between, then what's to say that, you know, this doesn't come down to Kip versus Sammy or, you know, Darby versus Kip. Mm, I think and, it was you know, Tomo, Tomo. Who said oh, was that? it Tomo? Mm. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it comes down to Darby versus Kip Sabian. And then you've got like, oh, wow, they really are strapping a rocket to, you know, someone who has just been sort of like in the mid card of this company for a while and they're going to do something with it, as opposed to putting it on established name like Cody or someone like the Murder Hawk. You know, you're going in a completely different direction. There's a lot of possibilities here. Yeah, I, I mean, like before the brackets were announced, I I thought you know Chris Jericho would be a great champion. Uh, Cody, you want someone a huge name to immediately solidify that belt. Hangman Page, I thought would be yeah. perfect. That sort of guy. Um, but then when they announced the eight guys involved. Uh, I, I I love all of them, um, but they weren't the eight I was expecting, and I I like that more. I do think if I was to pick one, I'd yeah I don't think Cody and Lance are going to make it to the finals. They're going to cancel each other out through interference. I think Darby. I think Darby's the guy who should win the win the, become the inaugural champion. 
Yeah, and in which case, if you did, I, I was going to say, if you did Derby versus Kip Sabian, then that is like, you know, dickhead heel, Kip Sabian with Penelope, Penelope Ford on the outside and Darby Allen overcoming those odds. I was just saying it would be really good. Like you can't, if you say you can't, you could do, of doing Derby versus Lance Archer. Um, you know, because oh. Lance Archer with his Marco Stunt squash was showing like what he can do with the smaller guys. If you're showing like what he does, you know, building up to this of what he could do to Darby Allen. And then it is Darby overcoming the monster, overcoming Murderhawk to become the first TNT champion. I love That's a great that. story. I love that. That's a really good shout. I, I wouldn't mind Gold Dust in there either. I wouldn't mind no. Darby versus Dustin. And you can have Cody and Dustin's corner based yeah. off the sort of punch finish to the end of this episode. I love that. And that's, that's all built on the history between Darby and Cody, which, you know, is like a year, nearly a year on from this point, from their match at Fighter Fest, that they've, you know, continued on through Dynamite into this very episode. So, yeah, so then Darby going up against the older brother, the veteran in Dustin, with Cody in his corner, coaching Dustin on, here's what I've learned from facing Darby Allen. That's also a really interesting story. There's a lot of very cool possibilities in this tournament. This this is a sign of a very well thought out and booked tournament in that there are so many ways it can go. And I'm into pretty much every <laughs> single co combination. That's a yeah. lot of different possibilities. And that's that's symptomatic of a very well booked promotion in general. That you have all this context to lean on. You have these pre-existing character feuds and relationships and histories. So really, really flawless stuff, I think, from AEW. In, and yeah, you know what? I've convinced myself, screw it. There might not be any fans, but this is a great hook for the next six weeks of TV. So, And, it, and yeah. it's, I think sometimes it's needed. Yeah. This is, this is my internal thought process has been sort of working its way through the, the last few days since the announcement. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Should we do some patron shoutouts first? Oh yes, those. I haven't got those. <laughs> I've got I've got them here, don't you worry. Have you got them in Discord or do you want me to just do them and I'll, I I'll just read them? I've got them in Discord. Okay, right, well, I'll let you do the first one then. Oh, no, you could have let me... All right, here we go. I tell you what, do you want me to, do you want me to no, no, riff I've got for a the, bit? I've got the first one. Okay. Blaf's man. Crate. <laughs> the Craftsman Blake Carpenter, thank you very much. And to you, the Kessel Run, DX Solo. Yeah, DX What a nice guy. Damn, Ronick Patel. Woo. Damn, indeed. The $100 man, CD Hall there. Are you out there? We keep making you videos you don't watch them. The Rocket, damn Van Sky. What a voice. What a voice indeed. You can do a collaboration with Chopper P. Quinnell. Yes. Uh, float like a butterfly, Samad Ali. Thank oh, you very much, guy. Samad. What a guy. Wrestle Talk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Nice. Lovely stuff. No one names their kid this anymore. Larry! Whoa, cheers, Larry. Kratos's forgotten son, Chris Petrue. Oh, he's not forgotten. Uh, Luke's favourite fan, the one, the only, the awesome Bubba. Whoa, cheers, Bubba. The Beast, Brock Taylor. Oh, he's beastly. He's beastly. And lastly, don't have a Shane Cowley, man. Thank you very much. And also thank you to Hawkeye Jeremy Runner, the best, Dowd, and Tomo, and also Tomo. the mod mother Jenna for manning the super chats, you wonderful modiclorian people. Modiclorians? Did you just come up with that? That No, the mods came up with that. Oh, that's it's good, good, isn't it? It yeah. is good. We've turned one of the worst things Star Wars has ever done outside of Rise of Skywalker and turned it into something good. Uh, we'll talk about Lance Archer on the other side of the Super Chats uh, because he is in contendership for the TNT championship but before we get to the super chats all 751 of you watching right now i don't think the americans have realized that the clock's changed over here yet so <laughs> there's a slightly different time for this uh, yes but as you might have seen on the wrestle talk news that went up earlier we are going to be running indie mania this saturday and sunday over wrestlemania weekend and what that is is wrestlemania weekend traditionally has not just wwe's big shows but just tense scores and scores of smaller indie promotions putting on what is typically their biggest shows of the year as well in that same area in that same city but those shows have all been cancelled. WWE's big enough. It's got half a million dollars in cash, reportedly. They're going to be able to survive whatever this world-ending apocalypse event brings. But the indie companies need your help. And to support them, 
uh, because, you know, indie wrestling is the foundation of everything we love in the major promotions. Uh, we're going to put on this Indie Mania two-day event, which is two three-hour live streams. We're going to live stream from our channel, not not sort of live matches, but it's the best matches that they these promotions have sent to us uh, with talent like Kenny Omega, like the Young Bucks, like Walter, like Pete Dunne. That Shibata, Zack Sabre Jr., they're all going to be on uh, the cards um, from old matches. And people can super chat in, people can donate if they go to our GoFundMe support wrestling site. There's also a Indie Mania t-shirt that we're going to put out. All the proceeds from that will be split equally amongst all the promotions who have provided footage. The The... Incredible feedback that we got for No Fans Monday and the incredible response from you people that were watching the show has, has, you know, led to this sort of thing. Your support for independent wrestling, your support for these wrestlers during this trying time is absolutely admirable. And we want us to thank you all, um, you know, for, for everything that you guys have done for, for this channel and for the wrestlers during this period of time. So, yeah, it's going to be a stacked old two shows as well. Like some incredible matches are being shown there, including like, you know, some... Maybe some hidden gems that you've heard of in the past, but you've not actually seen before. So we're going to be premiering, uh, premiering those on the channel over the weekend. So, yeah, it's going to be a big old weekend of wrestling, along with our two live streams of WrestleMania as well. Should we get on with some Super Chats? Indeed. Right, so Colostopia, all I want is Brody asking a minion to do a southern accent. Jericho <laughs> is a gift that we don't deserve. Cody versus Archer for the TNT title. Mm. I'm hoping that he means Archer from the uh, movie Small Soldiers. <laughs> the Gorgonites. Jargon. <laughs> the, the soldiers were the cool guys. Christian Baltimore, first TNT champion, should have been Penta. Well, I mean, when you're right, you're right. It should have been Penta. But seriously... Uh, maybe not Penta, but if I'm Pack, I am pissed off. Yeah. In, in kayfabe. Kayfabe, yeah. Uh, the bad one, Ryan be bad. Murderhawk just did a murder. I do think Cody should beat Archer in the finals for the title. Otherwise, Cody is going to start feeling like Braun. Can never win the big match. But that could be turned into quite easily into a storyline character-wise. The, the problem with Braun is that it's never become a character trait for him. He, he's just always lost. And I think he's going to lose again this weekend. Tomo with an absolutely enormous super chat. Huge. Thank you so much, Tomo. It's so obvious that the finals will be Sammy versus Kip, the match everyone wants to see. I wouldn't say it's obvious, but I'm with you. I think that will be the final. Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian, two heels. Oh, wait a second. You're right. I, I meant Derby. Derby versus yeah. Kip. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Robinson, Derby versus Lance, and have Derby win the first TNT title. I really like that. Mm. I know, I, I know, I said it earlier, but I really like it. Matthew Robinson again. I think Trent should have been in the tournament. Hey man, what a great match he had with Kenny Omega. And his record really does lend itself yeah. to that. Uh, and Matthew Robinson again. Is there anyone you would replace in the tournament? Um. Yeah, and it sucks to say, but Colt Cabana. Nah, man. Uh, I mean, I, and I love Colt and everything, but Colt doesn't feel like he should be part of this tournament. You know what I, know what I mean? But he's a wrestler too. 
I mean, yeah, you're right. He is a wrestler too. He did remind of that a lot on this show. I d- I do I do totally get what you're saying, and um, yeah, I understand that. I love Colt so much, honestly. He's, mm. He I just few people make me enjoy wrestling the way he does. So I, although you're you're totally right in the t- in terms of just pre-existing stuff in AEW, uh, or, or I know you can make the argument against Lance Archer for that, but. Yeah, if there was anyone I would replace, it's more like I want to put people in. I, I want this to yeah. be a sixteen-man tournament. I want Brody right? Lee to be in it. Yes, no, I completely agree with you. Um, we've got a couple of Stream uh, Labs donations as well, which you can do over at Support Wrestle Talk, uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Um, we have had, and this actually came in for a couple of days ago from our Raw review. Doctor Doom said, "Keep up the amazing work during these troubling time, boys." Um, and Giant Four Twenty Ginger said, "Do you think?" There will, uh, do you think since there'll be no crowds, WWE will hold off on the Drew Shana Edge victories until a crowd is present? Uh, Drew Shana, I think you can give Shana the belt. Uh, it's, I, she's not going to get a huge reaction. Um, it's, I don't think you should hold off on Drew. Um, but yeah, you're right. The, the big Drew win should be in front of a crowd. Uh, and lastly, Jobber JJ, Oli Davis's number one fan, uh, donated to say, thank you for the quiz last night. I had a lot of fun. Uh, whoever super chatted about Titus kissing his son, that was so funny. Loved AEW, especially the comedy. Brit and her shoe, the gambling in Jericho feud with a drone. Kent V. Trent, uh, empty, uh, best empty arena match, in my opinion. Yeah, well, we loved Gwizzlemania too. Uh, the aim is to do it next week as well. Uh, we're oh, not yeah. saying we're not committing to it weekly yet, but <laughs> it will also happen on Wednesday. Adam's working on uh, a part two, uh, so yes. thank you very much for everyone who joined us. It was a lot of fun there. Oh my god, I laughed so much! Yeah, uh, yeah. so so much. I was um, crying with laughter at Andy during the uh, the tag match. Yeah. So good. <laughs> So, yes, this episode of AEW Dynamite began with Cody and Tony standing two metres apart. Uh, I'm getting used to this because I'm watching a lot of daytime TV and everyone mm. has a force field around them. Yeah, BBC Breakfast. Like, they got that big old couch and they had that big old couch set up for, for guests. Now it's just so they, the hosts can sit quite far away from each other. Uh, Cody had Pharaoh with him, the Rhodes family dog. And I'm okay with this because there's no pyro and there's no <laughs> fans to scare the hell out of it. So well yeah. done. Uh, it's in a different location. This wasn't at Daly's Place, which is where they've done the last two weeks of no fan shows. Uh, apparently that's because the car park of that place was turned into a Steve Carino testing oh, really? area. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, the Khan family own that venue. Uh, <clears> so this one is an... Un- we don't know where this is being filmed. It's obviously a different place because it looks like it's an aircraft hangar from the inside. Uh, but the reason the venue location hasn't come out is to stop fans from turning up. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, like, fans have been showing up to Daly's Place? I, I presume so, yeah, to get wow. signatures, to see the, the wrestlers. So it's it's mm. meant for safety, yeah. Yeah. Wow. From an undisclosed location. Maybe they're hailing from parts unknown. Uh, they... Tony and Cody laid out the brackets, uh, the other half of the brackets that we've already covered, and then Kenny Omega kicked off the show with an excellent, 
excellent match against Trent. God, this was so, so good. This was just two wrestlers going out there and doing the exact same match they would have done with 15,000 people in attendance. It's the same match they would have done with 500 people in attendance. It's the same match they would have done with no people in attendance. They just went out there and absolutely killed it. Oh, man, it was so, so great. So good. So, so, like, artist-wise, it's like they just went out there with a canvas to paint on regardless of the, the fans in attendance or not in attendance, as it were. And I've got to be honest, five minutes in, I did not I did not once think about there being no fans there. No. That this went ninety just over nineteen minutes because yeah, there was uh, one twenty minute, minute time limit. Twenty minute time limit and Kenny just won with the one winged angel in the last minute. A fantastic story. I thought they were gonna to go to a draw. I really mm. thought that like when they started counting down from like fifteen through to nineteen, you know, with one minute remaining, I thought it's gotta be a draw. They've gotta be running to a draw here. That's the genius of it. They're going to tease out the idea of going to a draw. And then when the draw does happen, you're like, oh, they actually did a draw. It's yeah. really, really, it's great long-term booking when you don't overdo the finishes like that. Yeah, no, I, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, I've seen some people criticise them for having the wrestlers around ringside again um, because it's not really social distancing. I was wondering what your uh, take on this was. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised that they had people out there just because last week they didn't do that. And yeah. I just assumed they didn't do that last week because you're not allowed to anymore. So it is a bit peculiar that people were now at ringside. They were all far apart. You know, it was like Jimmy Havoc's here, move along three metres. There's Kip Sabian and then there's Penelope Ford. You know, they're not even touching. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they, they, they at least live together or because they're going out in real life. So, yeah, I don't know, but hmm. it's not actually different to having them all in a room backstage being filmed, which is what they had last week. Yeah, it was less invasive than it was last week in terms of being a TV viewer. Um, I'm going to err on, this, err on the side of caution and presume that they are being safe about this. And, you know, these sort of you know precautions are being put in place to for the health and safety of you know everyone around ringside i'm going to err on that side of caution but if it yeah man if it came out that there was no such you know cases like that then it'd be like that's it's quite irresponsible well the it's difficult uh, because the reports are both wwe and AEW. everyone's getting their temperatures taken before they're allowed to set foot in the building there's the standard if you show any symptoms you're not allowed anywhere near this place but the fact of the banner is a lot of people are asymptomatic and that they don't show any symptoms but they're still contagious for for a you know a 7 day period potentially so you wouldn't know um mm. I yeah, and I've been critical of WWE for doing this, this with WrestleMania. I you know I think what well, it's not worth the risk. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess I yeah I am critical of it, uh, but it does make a better TV program. Just <laughs> yeah, having three, honestly, just having five people at ringside raised this half a star each match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, that we also had, there's a lot of focus on the gun club at ringside. That's well, Billy I'm, Gunn I'm guess, and Austin yes. Gunn. I'm guessing that's because they're there. Like, I, I'm sure if there was a more, like, if the Lucha Brothers were available, then they'd probably be in that position. But, you know, Billy Gunn and Austin Gunn are available and they're there. 
So they get to get this spot, I guess. Yeah, it's a weird one. I, just that the amount they're being focused on makes me feel like they will have a angle <laughs> and start a feud with someone. It's um, probably on dark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after that match, and a genuinely extraordinary match, uh, I do agree with, I think it was Jobber JJ who said it's the best match of the No Fans era so far. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, not counting David Starr versus Callum Newman, obviously. Oh, my God. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, yeah. Uh, then Shida took on a newcomer in Anna J. Uh, this was really good for an enhancement match. Yeah, and a really cool video package for Hikaru Shida afterwards, you know, putting her over as the number one contender to Nyla Rose. Uh, yeah, I thought this was really, really smart. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I, th- I felt Anna J got over despite just being there to get beaten. Yeah. Very, very well done. Um, then we got the mock. Oh, sorry. There was a spot in there that I really did like, uh, which was when Shida essentially was offering up some free shots from Anna J. And Anna hit her quite hard on one of them. And it seemed to really piss off Shida. So she just walloped her right in the face and let her go down. But, you know, she, Anna J got to kick out of a couple of big moves and got some near falls herself and escaped a triangle before Shida hit the Falcon Arrow for the win. I thought it was really good. Shida's my favourite. I, I think she's excellent. Uh, then we got Mox versus Hager in a video package, which was part recap, part new stuff, the sort of sit-down interviews with not just Hager and Moxley, but also Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. I I know you're down on the whole Jake Hager, John Moxley first feud after the title win. I love it. It is. I mean, they are... Yeah, I mean, I, I was critical of it because I just didn't feel like it... It felt like a pay-per-view quality main event. But as a TV feud, yeah, actually, it's it's, pretty, it's it's a really, really cool thing. And and I thought this video package was excellent in really putting over Hager as this unstoppable beast. He laid out Moxley on Dark. Um, and you got Moxley doing this, you know, saying in this, you know, putting over how strong and how dangerous Hager is. And I also I particularly like Chris Jericho um, sort of like giving some reasoning as to why he's almost allowing this to happen. And he's not upset that he's not getting going out to the title. Where it's like, yeah, you know, I can have my rematch with John Moxley, but I'm letting Jake do it now. I'm going to let Jake have his shot because when he wins, there will be two champions in in a circle. We're already the greatest group as it is. Then we'll have two champions in the group. I yeah. thought that was really, really cool. I, uh, I, I described this in my review, this feud, as, you know, when you have big, epic comic book story arcs, you know, ones that go 12 issues. That's a whole <laughs> year of comics you don't then just jump straight into the next big comic book arc. You have about two issues of a mini, a little, just a mini two-part story. And then that sets the ground for the next big one. That's what this feud is. (laughs) I think it's good. Uh, Hager said he's got ruthless aggression as well. I was like, you weren't part of that era. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't he? What was like... What are we saying was the Ruthless Aggression era? Like 2002 to... 07? And then you got the PG era, right? Yeah. I think I think Swagger might have made that cut. Swagger's like 08, really, Is in he? my head. Oh, gone. Maybe. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, he was only in the company for a year before WrestleMania 26. Was he really? Or is that, oh. am I thinking about Sheamus? I get the two <laughs> Uh, next up, we had just... There was a lot of good stuff on this show. Like, really good stuff. This was my favourite. I... So, yeah, I, I, yeah, you go. 
I was going to say a couple of weeks ago, we had that conversation that Dave Meltzer posed of just like, are we into Jake? You know, are we into Jake in this feud as opposed to being into Lance? And I said, I'm more into Lance now, particularly after that, like when he was beating up those dudes in the woods. So I was going to ask the question, are you now into Lance? I guess. <laughs> I freaking love him. Oh my God. The guy is enormous. Like he's a different species to Marco Stunt. He yeah. is the, from the land of the Amazonians. He, he, so Jake, yes, still a great promo. And that's his role. But mm-hmm. in terms of the other half of the package, the in-ring stuff, dear God, that his look, the way he moves, when Lance Archer comes down to the ring, he just took out a random guy. It wasn't just a random guy. It was a doctor. They, they put it over on commentary. Like he attacked the doctor at ringside who then, and it almost was like, I'm going to attack the Doctor so he can't go in and help Marco after the match, which I thought was really that's like really cool, with like a nice little touch on there. And what an absolutely perfect matchup for Lance Archer's first, you know, his debut match in AEW. It was like, yeah, let's put him up against literally the smallest guy on the roster in Marco Stone, four foot nothing, standing on a box. And Lance killed this poor dude, just threw him pillar to post. When he pounced him out of the ring, it was great. It was just, a, it was amazing. His, and his like blackout finisher is brutal looking. Yeah, right. It's like a, a, a last ride one winged angel. <laughs> it's, it's insane. And he's choke slam. I've never seen someone go up so high. Move aside, Baron Corbin. We've got a new choke slam king in town. Just, he feels like nothing I've seen for a while. And that's weird to say because he also feels like a very simplistic throwback. And I mean that in a a very positive way. He is just an awesome monster heel. It's really taken me back to 2004, like 2004, 2005, when I was really getting into TNA and it was becoming my favourite thing. And Lance Hoyt was one of my guys. I absolutely loved Lance Hoyt. I was like, oh man, he's so cool. He's a future TNA champion. It's now very nice to see 15 years later, I'm seeing him on AEW just being this cool murder hawk character with Jake Roberts as his manager, just absolutely murderizing this poor Marco Stuntfeller. Yeah, I just love his look as well. The red treads. He he does look like a, a sort of alien. He looks like he's mm. come from a war planet. In fact, I hope that's now his backstory. <laughs> I, I said in my review, he feels like a Superman villain. That's how impressive he, he looks. He's from Planet Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Because originally I woke down, I wrote down, oh, he's my new favourite Batman villain. And I thought, no, wait a second. He's a Superman villain. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of comic book stuff, we then got a Brody Lee skit. What would you call it? A sort of scene? Yeah. Sk- I mean, skit's good. Yeah. I call it a promo. It's not quite a promo, is it? But he was in a boardroom in his sort of like suit again. His very Mr. McMahon suit that people were pointing out that we missed last week. It's a, it's the, the pants don't match the jacket, which apparently is a very, it's very much a Vince McMahon trait. And there was, oh, actually, I forgot to say about that. Apparently um, Dave Meltzer did say that there has been stories of, you know, Vince going into restaurants and saying that people can't eat before he's finished. Um, apparently it's a quite a famous story. So um, that's definitely a play on that then. And there was more of that this week, was him making sure you know, there is a difference between Brody Lee and the Mr. Brody Lee character, in the same way there's a difference between Vince McMahon and the Mr. McMahon character. Um, and then there was another minion that yawned, and 
Brody chewed him out as well. He smashed a glass against a wall in such frustration. I'm actually really enjoying this Brody Lee character. Yeah, I agree. And then that was followed up by the natural nightmares of QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes uh, in their Dynamite debut, taking on the Dark Order minion team of, I'm pretty sure it was Silver and... They didn't say, it was, no, it wasn't yeah. Silver and Reynolds. They said they were eight and nine. They right. were just unnamed minions. Yeah, and they lost. Uh, they wrestled pretty well, though. Um, they're just sort of generic minion outfits. And... Brody came out afterwards, sort of stared down Dustin, and I thought, oh, yes, please. I want that later. Yeah. And Brody walks past them, though, and gets in the ring and hits this huge powerbomb on one of the minions, stares the other one down and walks off. Really good stuff. I really yeah. like the Brody Lee character. However, I can't help but feel like this is at the expense of the Dark Order that we've actually come to like since september and evil uno and Stu grayson where have they, they do been? feel i know yeah they do feel like the forgotten parts of this now because they've not been part of the video packages you know since Brody lee debuted like they haven't stood side by side together in two weeks now yeah i and I, like i yeah i like Brody lee oh, i think he's really good great performer i love the idea of this sort of cultish vince mcmahon parody figure uh, in in a serious way, not a comedic way, but it's not the Dark Order, is it? No, and which, so. which is why we, which is why we said like early doors, we weren't sure if Brody Lee was going to be the right fit to be leader of this group, and it's just you know it's another almost feels like another false start for this this act. Yeah. You know, there's their third attempt to get this group going, and Brody Lee has just completely overshadowed them. Mm. You know, and and maybe that's for the best. He is the, does feel like the star of the group. Yeah, yeah, but I, I thought, you know, Stu Grayson's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got Chris Jericho uh, drinking a little bit of the bubble. Haven't heard <laughs> that for a while in his hot tub in his... his He, he described his house as something. I can't I remember d- what I it don't was. Know. He, but he did call the elite a bunch of April Fools. It was funny. They starts running down all of the members before Vanguard 1 approaches. Jericho tries to apologize to Vanguard for the things that he said last week, and he offered him a tiny inner circle T-shirt that he hung on to Vanguard 1. Vanguard 1 then flies away, and Jericho says, and I quote, release the hounds. And these this tiny army of dogs run out, trying to be very playful, as Jericho runs after this drone flying away. And at the end of it, just goes, little bastard stole my T-shirt. But in what was quite obviously a completely overdub line that yeah. wasn't that wasn't done in the moment that was put was on later. I just what put me over the edge for that is then it cuts back to the arena place and Colt's on commentary now and he just says, "But he gave him the t-shirt." <laughs> <laughs> it really tickled me. Um, but the yeah, so I'm struggling with this because I loved I loved it. Am I allowed mm-hmm. to love it? and not actually see any problem with it, but also not like last week's segment? Well, I I mean, a few people tweeted us and tagged us being like, guys, you were wrong. He didn't teleport around the ring. It was Vanguard doing projections, which I really do think is a case of rewriting history. Uh, and then being like, no, 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 it wasn't. It didn't teleport, even though they've quite all said during the promo that he was teleporting. Um, and that is one of the... Uh, yes, I didn't like last week's segment. And this was this was doofy comedy, 
and it did make me laugh. It was certainly funnier than last week's segment was. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it more, because I didn't laugh during last week's segments, but I did laugh a lot during this one. Yeah, I think the strength of the Broken Matt Hardy character is in these sorts of edited vignettes. And even if you put him in a ring in front of no fans, it does... It's a bit more hokey. I mean, it's totally hokey anyway, but for whatever mm. reason, it's easier to accept when he is packaged in those hyper-broken, stylized ways. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this... I really, really like this segment. Um, I think what I really liked was the, the this promo for Nick Jackson returning. And they sort of put over the fact that he was injured. He actually did say in this that he doesn't know who attacked him. He didn't see who attacked him, which could possibly set up the storyline that it wasn't the inner circle. They just found him that way. Which, you know, Jericho did say, we just found him like that. Um, but they have also taken credit for it as well. But mystery attacker, question mark. Uh, but it was Nick saying, you know, I don't know who it was, but I'm now trying to get back ready in the ring. And it's him and Matt working together. And they just got this sort of like wrestling ring that's in this weird setting. It was a really cool sort of like on the hill of this sort of like, they're, they're from California, right? Yeah, it looked like a basketball yeah. court. Yeah, right? And like, so they did some training there. And as they were walking away, Matt was like, so you ready? And they like, oh, I'm not ready yet. So that was really nice. I thought it was a really, really nice continuation of Nick Jackson's return to the ring. And interestingly, this was 100% serious. It's, this was like real being the elite as opposed to meta, funny being the elite. Um, and it somehow played perfectly alongside the hyper-goofy comedy of Jericho and Vanguard 1, which is essentially promoting the same match. I, 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 I agree. I really like this. And you know what? I think this is the best thing that could happen for Blood and Guts because I can't believe AEW were going to do a War Games match between the Inner Circle and the Elite with Broken Matt Hardy being one of the Elite members with two weeks build. Yeah. Announced on social media. Announced on social media. uh, Sort of first revealed at Revolution. Two weeks of actual participant build. Yeah. That that's what they were going to do, and they were going to do it on TV. I th- th- yeah. prolong this build. The, it now feels really, really big with this Nick Jackson stuff. Yeah, it feels more big time than it did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, but overall, I thought this was an absolutely extraordinary episode of AEW. Uh, much better than last week. Much better. Uh, yeah, four out of five for me. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement. I really, really enjoyed this week's show, and it just goes to show, like that where WWE have really nailed the promos recently, the promo work on all the guys, that you can do that and have great in-ring wrestling too. Uh, So let's get to the rest of these super chats. Oh my God, the sun has just blown up. (laughs) It's gone See again. the background, God. I did, yeah. Um, so Pavi let Andy out of his cage. They could do Lance because Cody to lose, and on the final Darby, Darby versus Lance, Cody attacks Lance, and Darby attacks both of them, making it a triple threat. That's, that, that's convoluting things. Yeah, you can't. You, you know, if you, I think AEW is smart enough to advertise a singles match as the finals and keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Nathan Faust, Spears' 2020 record is 1-6, and six, and he's in the tourney. There you go. That's that 
that's what I mean about the Lance thing. It's like sometimes you put these guys in there, but their, their records don't reflect that. Axe Adapter. I want to see Derby versus Cody with Derby winning. So, yeah, that could we, happen if they get to the semis. Oh, yeah, if we get, if we are, it should happen in the semis, yeah, but we can't see it as a final. Uh, Matthew Shiel, Pack, MJF, and Jungle Boy should be in the tourney. Yeah, take out Colt Cabana, Lance Archer, and Dustin, have Lance cost Cody, then have Derby versus MJF in the final. The one thing we haven't pointed out as well is that this could just be, you know, who's at hand? You know, who can we get to put into this tournament? And with MJF in particular, you could make the argument if he's not going to win, do you want to put him in the tournament? Um, and have him get that loss when you could ride more momentum with him beating Cody off a of revolution. Yeah, totally. I, I I really thought they would do a sort of Cody MJF thing around the TNT title, though. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, on to general AEW related, Spencer O says, if Jericho was serious about catching Vanguard 1, he'd have released the robotic Richard Simmons. Is that, I? this is lost on me. Lost on me as well. Cool. Uh, Phoenix, hey guys, I don't know if you remember, but a while back I said there would be a Marco versus Archer match, and Ollie said, Why? Now you know why. Oh, have we got an insider in the house? <laughs> uh, Nate drops on it. I think he just meant more, uh, now oh, you know why, because, because it's a lot of fun. Guy, small guy. Uh, Nate drops surname. Uh, do you think the hounds had bees in their mouths? <laughs> Jericho's the best. I was dying laughing. Uh, it's a very good Simpsons reference there. Uh, <laughs> Colostopia, Sammy and Darby are, for me, the Rock and Austin of AEW. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a big comparison. I like them. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't say they're that good just yet. Matthew Robinson, OMG, Marco Stunt chokes to the chokeslam to the outside. Thought they should do that when I was watching the match, but never really thought they would do something like that. It was, was a, a really cool spot. spot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matthew Robinson again, gotta love Brody channeling Vince. Everything he's doing is spot on and great. Stay safe, guys. And Matt Robinson again, I love Darby showing the emotion in the ring, shoving Cody. It's continued character work. I love it when all the baby faces push for titles. Mm, yeah, yeah, really, really good. Complicated, interweaving storylines. Random Hero 13 says they're filming dynamites in a football field. You can see the grass. I think there was certainly some AstroTurf there. I don't know if it was like. Seemed almost seem too small to be in a football field. They're massive, aren't they? Maybe it's a Jacksonville Jaguars training facility where they've got some yeah. mocked up grass to run around on and run drills. Or maybe it's one of those because you know, like, um, like does TNT have their own sports like broadcast? You know, like ESPN when um, uh, when it was on Fox rather. WWE did that twenty four seven title change with some of the Fox people. Mm. And they were sort of standing on like a fake baseball diamond thing. I don't know if TNT's got something similar. Potentially. And they drop surname. Uh, first time for Hager to speak, right? No, Hager's spoken a few times now. The first one was when he did that really funny promo with Chris Jericho where Jericho wouldn't say his sorry. So yeah. he just passed the microphone to Hager each time. Uh, Pavila, Andy out of his cage. Do you think AEW have made offers to Ric Flair to join since Cody has Anderson and Spears has Tully? MJF could partner with Rick for fun segments. That would be great. Uh, but yeah, yeah that MJF, Rick, they should be kept apart. MJF should be his own thing. I was going to say, like, the last time we did something like that was we put AJ Styles with Ric Flair and it completely bombed. Um, Pavila, and oh, we've just done that one, sorry. Nate drops surname. JR and Taz had possible shoot comments on the live stream about uh, sleep being weakness, not being allowed to sleep on flight, blasting Kid Rock. <laughs> 
Yeah, they did a uh, a post show on YouTube, JR Taz and Excalibur. Afterwards, yeah. I haven't watched it, but wow. I, I think that's, that might be in reference yeah, to uh, to Vince not allowing people to sleep on planes. Uh, pro wrestling reviews. How are things with lockdown in the UK? Does Janela have a chance to come back to the spotlight? Do you think that Darby Allen will make the tournament finals? Yeah, Joey Janela's kind of um, sort of evaporated, really. I don't know if that's a self-quarantining thing. Cody did say he Janela's got a terrible social media game on this <laughs> very episode. And yeah, he has been a bit outspoken against AEW. So maybe that's also something to do with it. Uh, and Alyssa Hudgens has uh, said they are filming at QT's school in Georgia. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, apparently QT and the, the Rhodes family are very, very close. So maybe yeah. hook that up. Uh, well, on that, I was going to say, on that note, on our um, Streamlabs uh, donations, uh, Mayor of Painesville said Dustin is going to win the tournament. He hates the Nightmare Tag Team with QT Marshall. Oh, I like QT. Yeah, I quite like him. Oh. Uh, Dan yes, just wanted can... to be a single star. I think, yeah, he wants, he wants to be world champion. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Um, was that all the ones from Streamlabs? No, no, we've got a couple of others, but if you go into I'll your uh, wrestle ones, I'll do the other ones. William Buner, a little money to show appreciation for your great videos on both channels. Thanks for thanks you all for making these days a little brighter. brighter. Hashtag isolation, boys. Thank you Thanks, very much. mate. Harry Iverson. Hey, lads, it's the Geordie Bush driver. Enjoy my first day off. Hope you all are keeping well and, most importantly, sane. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Harry. Thank you for your messages we've had uh, this week. And a happy bloody birthday to you. Happy birthday. Pavi let Andy out of his cage. I ordered a Screw Steve Carino shirt on No Fans Monday. Yesterday, I got an email. It's shipping. Hopefully, Steve Carino is finished before it gets here. Yes, well, as, as I'm sure everyone can understand, the uh, worldwide supply chains have been a bit affected. And yeah. in terms of essential work, maybe shipping wrestling shirts wasn't high up the <laughs> national and international infrastructure of shipping. So, yes, we're, we're trying to push those orders out as, as soon as we can. I hope you understand. There isn't much we can do, but they are getting out there. And the grizzly gentleman... Adam's fantasy booking idea, how Roman Reigns gets over. He was over at one point. We, uh, well, you know, stay tuned to Parts for Unknown, Grizzly, because that might be coming your way sooner than you think. Um, and Matt Rudd has said, hey guys, long time listener, first time Super Chat. Did you guys notice how Hikaru really grabbed her opponent's lady parts when lifting up for a finisher move and then when trying to pin her? Uh, I'm not a weirdo. It looked like a whole handful. I'm from Australia. Wow. No, I didn't notice that. No. But I might have to rewatch. <laughs> All right, Randy. So, yeah, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. If you are one of our Patreon backers and you listen to our WrestleMania 26 review that went up very recently, you know, went up uh, earlier this week, no, late last week, in fact. Um, you will have heard that Ollie sounded a bit weird during the first 40-ish minutes because, like on Tuesday's Raw episode... I've been drinking. The, rec <laughs> the recording that we did, well, during the record, but it was right, right at the end, your laptop just, it crashed. And therefore, QuickTime did not save the file. And what we had was a corrupted, recovered file. And you sent across to me this very well detailed step-by-step -step guide on how to fix corrupted files right yes i, I delegated i, I, yes, I did it, a google and, search 
and I, I sent the one of the articles to you. <laughs> you did. And I was like, oh, brilliant. This should be fine. I can do this step by step by step. And I did. I'd get to a point and I would get stuck. Uh, and then I'd try and do a couple of things. That would get me another bit step further and I'd get stuck again. In the end, we did have to send it to some professionals to get it fixed, which was the version that ended up on Patreon. On Tuesday, I was like, I'm going to get this done. I am going to fix this myself so we can do this. So I spent about an hour trying to fix the audio. What, from the Raw episode? Yeah. Oh, mate. Trying to, and I worked it out, and I suddenly realised, I was like, oh, I know what I need to do for these steps. Yes, I'm on fire here. And then the programme that you suggested I use does not work on Windows 10, and is in fact about 10 years old. (laughs) Did not work on anything that was I was like, oh. Okay, so I, I can't save this then. Okay, whenever I Googled it, it was just everyone was suggesting I use that program. I'm surprised you don't just have a machine lying around that's 10 years old that you can use this off. You, you're, the, you're the man of nostalgia. <laughs> well, uh, Laurie did make that joke in our predictions video, our WrestleMania <laughs> predictions video, that I was recording it on a Mega Drive <laughs> or something. <laughs> For whatever reason, like every other program works fine on my laptop, apart from OBS. Like, which we were using to record all of our screens. And it recorded, I would say, roughly two frames a minute was my sort of average. I think it might be less than that, in fact. It just kept coming up with these little warnings saying, warning uh, has dropped 98% of frames over the last two minutes. Yeah, it was juddery. It it reminded me of the days of, uh, what they called 3V files? Or mm. so, you know, the, the very first mobile phone cameras would record on a .3v file or something. And they were like, you you know, you could only record for 20 seconds. That would create two megabytes of very low resolution footage. And yeah, yeah. It was was mainly used for happy slapping. (laughs) Uh, Before we get on, I want to give a quick shout out. Uh, Tim Stevenson got in touch uh, yesterday to say that... uh, his daughter is turning nine today, uh, but she won't be able to have her party. Uh, so would it be possible for us to wish her a happy birthday? Thank you so much. Get in line, little girl. <laughs> this guy just had a, a, the same thing on Sunday. My birthday was on Sunday. I didn't get a party. I'm not crying about it. Literally grow up. <laughs> but in all seriousness, have a ha- bloody lovely happy birthday. Have a happy birthday, yes. And we also have this lovely email in from Matt, uh, who says, Hello, insert two of the following, dependent on your sanity, maintaining rotor, Laurie, Ollie, Luke, mm. Randy, Pete, or Randy. Uh, sorry if this runs along, but a little bit of backstory. I'm one of those lapped WWE fans. I don't watch any of the product, uh, so I'm cancelling my network subscription at the start of the Saudi era. Uh, that being said, I still like to keep up with what's going on in that crazy world, so I've never stopped listening to the podcast. I feel like part of an extended family. Now, to the reason for the email... Me and my girlfriend live together and recently have had a bunch of bad health between us and generally have been a bit down with the world. Then just over two weeks ago, I got fed up. uh, Sorry, uh, just over two weeks ago, I got up to feed one of our cats in the morning and found her dead. Oh, she'd not been well and there were no warning signs. Um, She'd not sorry. She'd not been ill and there were no warning signs. Two days later, my girlfriend was signed off from work from stress. uh, And two days after that, she had possible Steve Carino symptoms. So we've had to isolate since then. Needless to say, that week broke us. The symptoms went away after a day or two, and we've not had any. Uh, so it's been uh, doubly hard to take, but being trapped in the house. We both work for the ambulance service in support roles, and we just wish we could be back doing our jobs to help our colleagues on the front line of this thing. 
that in mind, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone involved in Rust Talk in any capacity. My girlfriend has absolutely no interest in wrestling, so for me to be able to put on my headphones and hear all of the friendly voices just talking about wrestling and life in general, it's become a welcome escape and definitely helped me over the last couple of weeks. Friday, the 2nd of April, is our last forced day of isolation, but that won't stop me from listening. The one positive note is that I've just got a promotion at work, so I can hopefully uh, throw my pledge hammer down and say thank you for the consistent content. All the best, stay safe, wash your hands. Matt, age 34 and three quarters from Banbury. I like the sign off there. That's how people sign off for Willatainment emails. Uh, yes. Even as adults, they count the halves or the two thirds or the five eighths <laughs> and yes. often then list a few childhood accomplishments. <laughs> second in the 1996 egg and spoon race yeah uh, 500 meter swimming school. badge yeah uh ah oh, well, well th thank you very much for the kind words uh and and th there is a silver lining to all that and that is you weren't more sick mm. you know so yes. many of these stories i hear at the moment are yeah and we had a bout of this someone got hospitalized or I, a friend down the road who i popped into not popped in to see uh, but sort of stood outside her house and shouted <laughs> at her through her window. Uh, yes, yeah, she she had a very very rough week, and she only had a baby like three months ago. So and she, she's a tough cookie, and she was very very unwell. It was quite scary, but she's she's well now. So for you to 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 seemingly have just experienced symptoms for a few days, that's a big plus. But it is it is it really is. sad of the whole cat thing. But now you can get back to work. And just stay safe out there, yeah. Indeed, yes. Best of luck to you when you get back into the working world. Um, I actually wanted to send out an apology to Josephine because um, she did send us an email. However, that email for some reason ended up in my spam folder. And the only reason I found it in my spam folder is because I was looking for a, um, a, a verification email from Reddit. And it was not getting into my inbox and I only found it in my spam folder. So... I also found this email from Josephine. It says, hey there, guys. <laughs> from just four wanted... years ago. <laughs> and it's not too long. March 13th. Uh, so just wanted to say uh, good on you, Ollie, for completing a four-day fast and diet change. I know how challenging that can be. I did something similar to get rid of um, can... Candida? C-A-N-D-I-D-A? -D -D oh, I've never heard of it. Well, get rid of Candida yeast toxins that were stopping uh, me from absorbing iron. That's a it was the hardest Candida yeast toxins. <laughs> Candida Yeast Toxins Jr. is more well-known. Mm. Uh, it was the hardest seven days of my life, but was totally worth it, as now I don't get chronic migraines, don't have to have iron injections, and will actually wake up after eight hours of sleep. My brain fatigue was so bad every night, I would sleep for 12 hours solid without batting an eyelid. If you don't know what Candida is, which clearly we don't, it's a gut toxin that feeds all kinds of neutral and processed sugars, uh, and actual spores and multiplies if you try to kill it. So getting rid of it is tough. Hearing your story helped me relate to you on another level, and I tip my hat to you. Love what you guys do. I'm actually making some fan art that I think you'll like. Oh, cool. P.S. Isn't cool? P.S. I actually can't stand having to find other podcasts to listen to when I've already listened to all the reviews. I find having your friendly wrestling banter therapeutic. It keeps all the bad thoughts away. Much love. Oh, thank you very much, Josephine. And yeah, it is... Uh... It it is tough. Your your one sounded uh, a lot tougher because it was longer, and definitely more worthwhile. I just did it because I, I I'm stupid and I like I like to experiment with things. But this is a uh, yeah. It, but I really do recommend it for everyone because 
you might not have Chris Candida virus, but you, <sighs> you you could you might have some brain fog that you are not consciously aware of. Honestly, the the three weeks after that fast, I was I was I didn't realise how much of a fog I was in beforehand. Not that I was in a huge fog, but now I really feel any sort of bad gluten or, or wheat. I feel hungover the next day if I have a sandwich at four PM with a white <laughs> bread. It's it's yeah, it's it's quite something. But uh unfortunately this self isolation has not been good for the diet. Uh oh. I'm not having any processed foods because we are honestly cooking everything. Our dishwasher's on permanently. Three times a day that dishwasher's on. And wow. Yeah, because we're just cooking everything from scratch. I think I'm getting quite good at cooking, Luke. <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually stuck because I got a food processor for my birthday. Of and course, that's like yes. That's cutting out jobs for Yeah, that's cutting out jobs for you to do. It's a gadget. So now I can, I don't have to, I'm not like, oh, I've got to cut up this onion. It's, ooh, I can, I can chuck the onion into a machine. And then I can put herbs in and I can change the taste. It's interesting. It's like a chemistry experiment. But my lady partner, out of boredom, has been making a lot of cakes. Mm. And I've been eating those cakes. And well, I'm, I'm getting a bit blubbery. Yeah, we uh, had that entire um, PB&J cook, uh, like brownie mixture that we made. Had the whole thing in like you know the span of a few days the whole lot just between the two of us and we're gonna make more and we're gonna make uh some more cakes this weekend and we're very very excited by it so you're you you're baking because that was like your thing you're gonna take on during the self-isolation period you're gonna get good at baking that's my plan yes which was spurred on further because i was watching uh, great british bake-off yesterday before Quizlemania, and um yeah you said it was a controversial episode why was that why was it a controversial episode? Did I say that? You did, yeah. You I went, think that was two I'm weeks just... ago. I thought that was a terrible episode. No, two weeks ago you didn't like it. Mm. And then, yeah, this one you were like, oh, controversial episode. It was one with Joe... Joe Sug. Mm. Uh, I can't remember why. Hmm. I don't mm. know. Oh, Maybe go. it was because Sug fainted and he got a handshake. Blatant. <laughs> a sympathy <laughs> handshake there. He did win, though. Spoilers. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to go record a uh, an episode of AEW now. Well, well before we do, I'd just uh, like to plug our Quizzlemania thing that we've mentioned a few times, uh, because the podcast folk might not have heard about it if they're just on the podcast. If you go over to Parts Fun, known our other YouTube wrestling channel for more ridiculous stuff, me, Luke, Adam, Pete, and Andy did a ridiculous wrestling quiz. Went Wait, we're good. Went on for about two and a quarter hours. It's not really an audio thing. You're going to have to watch <laughs> it because there's a lots of nipples involved. Yeah. But we're potentially going to do it as a... We could probably... Oh, this may be a topic for off there, but we could rebrand one of our podcasts that are dormant at the moment into the Quizlemania podcast feed. Oh, I like the sound of that. It's like a BBC oh. comedy podcast. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that off mic. But anyway, shows. we've got to get... Oh, one more. Sorry, sorry, one more. Um, not just that, but on WrestleTalk's YouTube channel this weekend on Saturday and Sunday, we're going to put on something called Indie Mania, where loads of promotions who would have run WrestleMania weekend, they've had their shows cancelled. They're, you know, they're struggling because of the financial burden that's put on them. So we've partnered up with them. They've all sent us some of their best matches in their archives. And we're going to stream two three-hour events this weekend on WrestleMania weekend and all your donations during that stream will be split equally among all the promotions so please support wrestle talk and support independent wrestling by watching that indeed and thank you all so much for listening we'll be back tomorrow with the magazine show and then it's it's wrestlemania weekend guys get on the voyage get on board because there's a lot of wrestling to talk about and no fans thank you all so much for listening take care i love you goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.